Cool. So what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Sales Funnel Junkie Podcast with your host, SF Shannon. And today, we got the man, Will. <laughs> like, I tried to pronounce his name like 50 times before I do it. So hopefully I did it right. Welcome on the show, man. Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks, uh, thanks, Shannon. Thanks for having me on you, man. Uh, I know my surname is not the easiest to pronounce. Um, usually everybody gets it wrong. So, but you gave, gave it a good effort. You came very close, so it's all good, man. <laughs> like after 15 times, I mean, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but thank you for being on the show. Um, yep. I feel like you spoke prior to this. Um, so basically the reason I want you on the show because I know that you have a lot of insights and back, um, like, how do you say it? Like, um, behind the curtains. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Behind the scenes. <laughs> exactly. Behind the scenes information about um, not only building funnels, but scaling your funnels, how to go about funnels. Yep. And so before we dive into that, take the audience back to where you started, how you came about building funnels, and we can take it from there. Awesome, man. No. Um, so I started, well, probably about four or five years ago, uh, right about there. Um, so uh, I was basically in a job five, nine to five, or in South Africa, it's eight to five. <laughs> um, in a basic job there, uh, I'm an engineer by trade. And uh, yeah, man, I was just sitting in a job that I didn't really, I didn't enjoy it, but it wasn't really always in the back of my mind. I was always saying, is this really what I wanted to do? Am I just doing this because my family kind of said, well, that's my big part of my family is engineers. Yeah. I basically just after school to study as an engineer because I didn't exactly know what I was going to do. So I just jumped into engineering and just studied it and started working in it. And soon, actually quickly realized that, yeah, man, it's, it's not actually, I think, what I want to do uh, as a long-term thing. And uh, yeah, man, started doing a lot of research online about um, starting an online business and what it takes to start, to, to, to start an online business. And the first thing that caught me was uh, starting an e-commerce business. So... Um, I looked at how you could build a business using Amazon, uh, Amazon FBA, everything around that. And I did a bit of, yeah, I started doing a lot of research on that and uh, tried it myself and realized quickly that without a mentor next to me or somebody showing me how to do this, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's sort of any kind of business. If you can get a mentor, I do advise that from the start. Um, and getting a, well, a mentor that fits with you, of, of your style of how you do business and how you see uh, you to do things, it really helps a lot. Um, so yeah, man, I started uh, this whole e-commerce business and I invested in a course. Um, it was called the Marketplace Superheroes at that point. And, but I, when I started out, I didn't have actually the money to, to buy anything. <laughs> I didn't have my real, a lot of money, well, to, I had money to buy the course, but I didn't have any money to actually buy any stock. Uh, and I ended up uh, going to my parents, asking for more investment after they've just spent a lot of money on yeah. me studying as an engineer. I'm coming to them and telling them, hey guys, mom and dad, I love you, but I'm gonna change my whole profession now. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. Uh, they said, yeah, after some long debate and uh, some convincing, uh, they said, yeah, they're happy to provide me with the initial startup capital. And I started that business. and. Funny enough, then the guys that started that business, the marketplace superheroes business, they uh, started making friends with them and just reaching out to them. And specifically, one of the founders, 
And I started really chatting to him and what he was doing and the vision that I had for my life and my family's life. Yeah. And yeah, man, he found a lot of resonance with that. And we started speaking more often. And at some point they said, listen, um, do I not want to start doing maybe some work for them uh, on the side and see if it's a fit and if I want to go into this space and help them. And that started the whole road to me actually into this whole bigger picture of online marketing where they then brought me in as a well, the customer service and I did a lot of freight and everything for the clients. Yeah. And at some point, Stephen, one of the founders, said to me, um, listen, um, they, they're using this, this um, software to build their funnels and it's called ClickFunnels. And I said, um, you see him as, as I'm an engineer and I was designing and doing a lot of design work. What I would like to, would I just check it out and see, because he's doing it at the moment. He's the founder of the company. He's building all these funnels. And he said, listen, wouldn't I want to just have a look at it? And I said, yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. And uh, started, I was like a duck to water, almost kind of thing, and just loved it. The whole website building and the whole thing about sales, not website building, but sales funnel building and the whole psychology behind it. Yeah. And how you set up the whole, well, the whole sales funnel from start to finish. And it was quite cool then how that process then ended up into me just running all of their sales funnels. And uh, from there, I added more clients. But they grew from, well, they grew from about 400 members when I initially started with them. Uh, to about 4,000, well, I think it's 5,000 now, yeah. We're sitting at 5,000 with them at the moment. And what has been really awesome from there is, um, yeah, it's allowed me then to build an agency now where I do sales funnels for different clients now. Usually it's, I work by, by reference, but yeah, that's that's the quick story for you there, my yeah. background, a little bit of my background. But, uh, yeah. Awesome. So <laughs> let's dive more into because on this podcast, or like on this show, basically, I, I have like two, uh, I'm entering two, Areas, two niches, two mm-hmm. niches, whatever you want to call it, right? Two areas. That's cool. Um, I'm I'm entering the e-commerce space because I believe right. there's a lot of growth opportunities there, but also yeah. uh, the infra product space, like the coaching, the online, all right, courses stuff. And so now let's just start with, excuse me, with um the e-commerce space. When all right. When, when you started your company, was it like only Amazon type of thing, like FBA? Yeah. Or yeah. did you, okay, it was first that. Did you also yeah. try to do like a sales funnel type of thing for that business? You're trying to I never, No, I never actually moved into the whole sales funnel side of it for, the, for that business. Okay. Um, just because the plain fact of the model that was, uh, that marketplace, the marketplace CPOs guys taught you, was very in a sense of you shouldn't create well you shouldn't create demand you should fulfill demand so we look at products that were very everyday kind of products uh that i always use the terminology it's going to be uh it's like toilet paper you always need it it's not the most glamorous thing but you always need it and uh, that's that's kind of a a quick summary of what they teach you in very basic terms but and what that basically went with was don't be too don't spend a lot of money on advertising where if there's already demand, just place yourself basically in front of those customers. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it, things will just start happening. There is formulas behind it in the sense of looking at the competition and reviewing your competition. What can you do different to them? What products can you add? Uh, back sizes, bonuses can you add? That kind of thing. So you can kind of stand out, out of the, well, stand out from, from out you can well, stand out from the competition. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. So, uh, awesome. yeah. And, yeah. and, when you so 
that's that's your econ business. So that's a thing yeah. that then better in yeah. the funnel type of business. And you yeah. first started as like a part-time gig, like like a yeah. <laughs> so what was the things that you were other than customer service and, and helping them with setting up the funnels? Um yeah. what was like for you after seeing so much funnels? Um yeah. What are the biggest mistakes people do in terms of one set up the funnels and let's like set up the funnels like that's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah, so a big mistake, not a mistake. I just see usually see a lot of people think just because they built a sales funnel yeah. that uh, that all of a sudden people are going to come to your funnel now. All of a sudden, we uh, a lot of people don't put it uh, trying to think of okay, I'm going to build a course yeah. and I'm going to put it on the internet and all of a sudden people are just going to buy it. But what you don't realize, there are tons and tons and tons of websites out there already doing most likely very similar to what you're doing or trying to get the attention of a customer. So that's usually what I try and say is kind of figure out first who your market is and try and actually see who's the customer you are. What's the one thing I said now is it's kind of you have to speak to your client, well, to your customer, not in the sense of, a lot of people think because they know what uh, what the client, what the customer would think, it yeah. isn't always the same thing. And that's always doing a proper research on your market and where you want to go, well, on who you want to sell to is so so important. Um, just for the plain fact of, because what you think you're going to sell most likely isn't what isn't one isn't the thing you're going to actually sell. Yeah. Because you might start with a project or a product and you might sell this for well, just maybe sell one or two. But immediately your client or your, your members or who you're selling to will immediately tell you like, that's not going to work. Um, so that's why I usually say is try and figure out who your market is. And then instead of going down the road and thinking, okay, so I know exactly, I'm just going to build a course. Yeah. Um, usually I, what we do is we start with a very small uh, trial. So you would say, okay, okay, so that depends on if you've got an audience, brilliant. So I mean, I don't know if it's uh, so applicable, I'm just going to run through this. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, so what we usually do, we do the very small launch to, to, to clients. So, well, to, to email lists. So if you've got an email list, perfect, that's brilliant. And a great job for actually building that kind of thing. Uh, I'll get into a bit more, if you don't have an email list, what you can do, a few strategies you can maybe use. But uh, what we usually say is um, start off with very, something very small, very, um, on the sense of going to email list, kind of, kind of um, think of a product you would launch, yeah. but make it very low end. And a part of that low end, usually what we do is we add like a coaching side of it, say, or call, a call to it to say, okay, so let's launch this product now. Say, for instance, we're going to sell um, a coaching, well, sorry, um, uh, teaching how to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and the big thing that we can do now is we're going to teach you that and we're going to add a small part of it. It's going to be a coaching call. So what you do is you do very, uh, what we do is we do, um, so I say a lot what we do, <laughs> but what you do is you could do a, um, a one week launch. We kind of start your pro, well, your, your, um, your launch, so maybe on a Wednesday, you do a Wednesday's uh, Thursday email, Friday you might open your cart, and then um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or well, Sunday, Monday, then you kind of have an outro sequence. So usually what that does is that it kind of tells you if the idea you have, so you can test your idea to your audience to kind of send them an email, all the details about your launch, and you're going to kind of test that and see, okay, is it going to, what, what's the response I'm getting from this? So then you can kind of see, okay, so how many people bought this? And then you can see, okay, so maybe 20 people bought this. Great thing now, what you did is you added a coaching uh, section to that, and you now can speak to people. So the good thing now, now you go to one-on-one calls, you yeah. can actually jump on a call with people who just bought your product, kind of speak to them, okay, so why did you buy my product? 
kind of fish out a few things and at the same time um, start talk to them about what's their pain points and that kind of thing. Then you can kind of build more of an avatar because the big thing we saw now was just because, you, as I said, you think you know what your client, ideal client is, as soon as you start speaking to them, then you actually start finding out what are the pain points they have. And then you can start fleshing out more program around that and building out your course around that because then you know it's actually what people want instead of what you think they want. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe, yeah, I hope that helped. <laughs> yeah, sure. And let's say if, if a person doesn't have like an email list. Yeah. What can they email do? List. Okay. But what I would we usually say is uh, we've, usually people run to Facebook every time or Facebook or advertising. And I usually say that is not my personal opinion, not the best idea, unless you are well versed in Facebook, you really know what you're doing. Cause Facebook is, I think like a money pit. I love Facebook. Great. You get a lot of clients from it. If you know what you're doing or you've got a great person on your team who knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Just because I've seen this now with like the, uh, the clients I've worked with, the guys sitting at six, seven, eight figures, those guys has a dedicated person doing Facebook ads. And that's a big thing because that person spends every single day on that and he develops himself on that. Where if you're starting out, yes, you, I think a lot of entrepreneurs try and do everything themselves and they think, okay, I should do Facebook ads because everybody's running Facebook ads. But I usually say, maybe that's not the way to go. I'll say that. But maybe I actually think that's not the way to go unless you know what you're doing. I usually say what we're doing at the moment is uh, with a lot of people or a lot of clients is we look at potential partnerships. Yeah. So in the sense of list swapping. So who's somebody maybe in the industry? So maybe you've got a course now and you know somebody, a friend or acquaintance or somebody you've made a bond with maybe online that is in your niche or similar sort of thing where you can kind of go, okay, this is maybe a partnership. So I've got a course, he's got an audience. He doesn't really have something to sell them or he's selling something to them, but it's not directly in competition with what you do. Yes. So you, and it's a great add-on for instance to that product or to whatever it is selling. So what we do now is would you reach out to the person you can okay, say, listen, I've got this course. Um, I'm willing to give you a great price on your, on your members for this. If you can kind of promote it to them, and I'm willing to also give you a part of the part of the, uh, the the commission. That kind of thing. You make a sweet deal out of it for the person, yeah. and you start building that relationship from there. Because uh, that's that's usually how it would start. So you usually work with somebody you already made contact with. You've spoken to them a little bit, uh, so it's not that cold. So when you come to them, they've actually they know about you at least yeah. and what you're trying to do. That's a starting point that you can also do. So, and you can also get list swapping where you maybe speak to somebody in the industry. Again, same kind of thing. It's not where your course is being added, but you're promoting them to your list and they're promoting your to your, um, your well, um, the other way around. Yeah. Um, but that's again, if you've got a list and everything like that. Um, so you do also what you do is, for instance, like this, podcasting. If you jump on podcast, you get interviewed and on the podcast, you maybe offer somebody, well, offer um, the audience of the other person uh, a freebie kind of thing. So you can go say, listen, um, I'm, I'll give you guys a freebie. You can go to this uh, website and you can opt in. So that's how you start building a list and actually build partnerships instead of going with Facebook. Because Facebook is great and everything. But uh, that's Facebook, I personally um, think, it's when you start scaling. If you really yeah. want to scale and you know exactly what your avatar of your client is. Otherwise, I think you're going to make a lot of mistakes on the way. I did that. I did the whole Facebook. I tried it when I initially started out. I thought, oh man, how hard can it be? Just launch a campaign and you do this and you click that button and you add a budget to that and yeah. here you go. And within the first day, the budget was gone. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> what did I do wrong? 
and I maybe got two emails, and my whole budget was just gone because I didn't set. Um, I didn't know exactly know what my 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 avatar was. Yeah, and that makes a big difference. So that's why you just say look at partnerships, potential partnerships, of people that you've either met or if you went to an event to, you spoke to somebody, and not out of the gate just ask for a proposal and a kind of thing where you didn't you didn't, didn't walk up to a girl in, in the street and just ask her to marry you. You kind of build a relationship and you work and you actually watch the person what they're doing before if it's like a cold or a cold um, reach or, um, or a cold per, or in the sense of somebody I haven't spoken to, yeah. then the best way to be to start maybe friending on Facebook or look at what they're doing on social media and then actually reaching out with value to them and speaking to them in the sense of you love what they're doing, you love what they're seeing, what they're doing. And um, yeah, it's just building relationships, start speaking to them, build a relationship. And then from there, then you can maybe speak to them and say, listen, I've got this product. Uh, I saw what you're doing. Uh, I think it would be really great. And then you start the conversation from there. Awesome. So, think, yeah, because, yeah. yeah. Just, just yeah. Your, your amazing answer, because I've been, um, when I was, instead of doing funnels as an agency, I was doing yeah. ads as an agency. Like, I was offering only yeah. ads, right? So I was like, like you, and like I think most people who started out, okay, cool, this is, this is share cool. I, I, I bought, bought like, I don't, I don't know, like five courses on how to oh, man. online uh, yeah. social media agency. I bought it, yeah. I, I tested it, and then I was like, okay. They said this campaign should get me this. Now I'm seeing my cost of lease fucking to 16 euros a lead. It's like, make myself lose control. And at the end, I was like, okay. Because at that time, was only, I only had like one client. Like one client. Yeah. I was like, yeah. if I fuck this up, like, then it's done. <laughs> so it's, I was getting yeah. like 1500 a month. So I was like, you know okay. what? I know a, a, like a good friend of mine is good at Facebook ads. So let mm-hmm. me just, like he was, he, he, he's good. So I was like, you know what? Let me just partner with, with him. Yeah. I think yep. I, like, I paid him like 400 euros for a month to see how it yep. worked. And he, he dropped my 16, dollar, uh, 16 euros. Uh, uh, I think it was like eight because we ran different campaigns. So like I say, yep. eight and uh, cost per lead to, to like, I think four. Like, yeah. All right. So like, okay. ooh. Yeah. But then I was like, and now in this point I was like miserable, like because I was like, shit, my Facebook, my agency isn't working. Yeah. Facebook yep. isn't fulfilling me because I don't, I'm not that person that sits behind the computer and keep testing things, like like you said, because yeah. I think most what most people don't know is Facebook ads campaign manager, like the guy that does Facebook ads. It's a yep. fun job. It's like more than 40 hours behind yeah. the testing, seeing the metrics work. Um, yeah. So with that being said, you mentioned also that um, you work a lot with six, seven, fig, uh, six, seven and eight figure businesses. I want yeah. to play the big differences, maybe one or two between the six and seven, because on this podcast, I want to take people from um, to get to my one million, like seven figure business. Yeah. But yep. I know for sure before to get there, we should get six figure first. So I want to know like the yeah. Yeah. the mentality shift when you are at six figure, then you go to yeah. seven figure and then eight. 
Well, the, I think the big thing was what I saw well from this one client now specifically was changing their mindset from, as I said, the ball partner thing was a big thing. Yeah. They were used to whenever they were like at the six, well, five, six figure roundabout there, they, they was, he was really, or the founders really saw it as they're not going to open their members or their, their email list to anybody else because they thought if somebody else comes in here, they might, um, what do you call it, um, damage the email list or do anything that might now actually reduce sales for them. But in the recent few months that we've worked with them, it's, it's really changed now. And that's why I talk about a lot about the partnership side of things and list swapping and building relationships is such a big thing because that now took them to the next level. Because as soon as they realize that they're, by opening their, their doors to somebody else, and there's great people and great marketers out there, and I think the whole idea was he thought uh, that working with outside marketers that he didn't really um, see as, what do you call it, as great marketers, yeah. He thought uh, he's, he's going to ruin his reputation or not ruin it, but just uh, downgrade because people doesn't, nobody wants to lose status anyway. That's a big thing. Anybody is out there always wants to gain status, not lose status as anything. So that was the big shift for them. Immediately when they started doing that, they, they, they did the first affiliate promotion they did um, made them $100,000 out of the gate. Uh, yeah. One week, and it was one week. That's, and it was actually the affiliate that they used, well, they worked with. It was actually that affiliate's biggest ever affiliate promotion that they did, just because of the loyalty they've built up of their own buyers list. It was insane. Uh, they might, well, in the sense of actually, they did two hundred thousand uh, dollars in sales, and fifty percent commission was theirs. So they did a hundred thousand dollars in commissions, and just because of what they did, is that they, he went out and he found people that he would really want to work with, did his research on them, and reached out to them, and. What that then in turn did was they did a affiliate promotion to, to their list. It was awesome. And just because they built such an incredible list of buyers, it's only, well, if you think about it, it's only 5,000 buyers. And, uh, well, it sounds like a lot. Yeah. But I mean, in the industry, it isn't that, that big. But 5,000 buyers that they have are very active buyers because they've taught them, those buyers, how to firstly how to open emails and click. Big thing we learned. Big thing we learned is, is to teach your email list how to click. So what I mean with that is, whenever somebody expects an email from you, so your emails always needs to be consistent. You always have to send an email, kind of in the same time range. Um, you can test around and it's different. It works different markets the times you send your emails. But what we found is, if they know, if, you, if your audience kind of knows to expect your emails on a certain time, almost and certain days. What happens is, and they know about your emails, and they know inside your emails, there's always something to click on. Yeah. And there's always going to be something of value for them to click. You're going to teach them how to click emails because they know whenever they see your email, I need to open this, I need to go check it out, I need to click in there because I know whatever they're sharing, it's of value. Yeah. And that's what they did. They taught their buyers very well. Whenever they promote something or they talk about something, it's of value to them because just because of the way they... they They've built that relationship with their buyers. It's very, very important. And through that, and the email list, the prospect email list also, through that also, that's, they've got an active list of 20, 25,000 uh, on their list, uh, which is very active. And we usually sort them by the amount of days and stuff like that. And again, just on the plain fact of that, that email list is, is actually, there's about 50,000 people on it. 
but we put them on a certain date range to see how active they is, and that brings them down to about thirty to twenty-five thousand. Yeah. And again, what we found there was just again because of the engagement we had and teaching the people to click an open email, because we know we're sharing a lot of value from that. Was whenever they do affiliate promotion and they build these relationships with people that's really well known in the industry, and whenever they promote that person's product to their audience, yeah. they know their audience knows that whenever they're promoting something. It's they should listen and they should really take a note of this, and they usually buy, and that's why usually and that's what's put them to the next level because just because they're playing fact because the partnerships they're building now, in the past few months and getting onto podcasts and just going to a lot of masterminds much more and being open to working with a lot of outside companies that has a lot of value to share, but and that's really what took them from six seven actually now to move to eight figure company just because they're playing fact. Because they were willing to partner with people out there, um, that was the big thing. And the one thing is having a team. The biggest thing also was having a team. Because um, as I said in the beginning, most of, our, of entrepreneurs think when you start this, they understand there's going to be a team in this, but they want to do everything. And the only reason people get where they are, and as I, as you said in the beginning, also I've I've seen a lot of the back end of stuff, yeah. and I know because I'm part of their team. I'm doing the funnel side of things for them. And a lot of the the partnership building with them, and it's been great to see that. Just for plain fact of to see that the stages we went through. Because when I started with them, we were um, only four people. Yeah. We were the two founders, and it was me and another guy, Mike. Uh, we were the four people running that whole company at some point. And slowly but surely, we, the, the team is now over twenty. The same with another client I'm working with. Like we, when I started out with them. Pretty much a very small company. Uh, well, he had a good, very good track record, uh, or a good uh, YouTube presence, uh, but also small team, maybe two or three people, really, and now grown to a lot more just because of the size. You need people, you need bodies <laughs> in some sense. You need hot bodies to, to demand your support and provide that level of service to your customers because they, these guys spend a ton, a ton on having somebody sitting there and looking after this customer support. And uh, they've got a faith, they, these guys have Facebook groups that has 24 hour support. They've got chat support, 24 hours, to make sure that whenever somebody asks a question, they get kind of, I know it's, it's difficult always to do like a 24 hour thing, but it still shows that your, your customers and whoever is reaching out to you, that yeah. these guys are really taking, very, they're taking the business serious. And it's not just like a, a, a instant millionaire type thing where yeah. I sell you something and I walk away. I've, I've given you the course and you have to consume it and cheers. Yeah. I'll yeah. see what I can do maybe to help you now and again. That's not what these guys do. They built a very, very robust team, which takes time and you have to, re it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort to get the right people on your team. And, and yeah. It's so, yeah. No, no, no. It's, yeah. That's basically and, it. <laughs> did you help also with building your team or like are you just yeah. focusing on the funnel side of things yeah when the initial when we uh, when the team started growing specifically for the one client when the team started growing um i was really part of that yeah because uh, i was only the four people there yeah. and as we started adding people in i had to train a lot of uh, um new staff because the plain fact of i was doing customer service as i said i was doing freight and everything so we had to teach people the processes so we but the great thing about that was um, I immediately had to learn how to put systems in place, a lot of systems and repeatable systems. And something that really helped me through that, through that whole process was to see now 
whenever you teach teach something to somebody, um, whenever you teach well, whenever you teach something to somebody, you immediately start learning what you learn, what, what you what your knowledge actually is, yeah. and the way you present something. It's really helpful to know that in the early stage when you're starting out with anything, is whenever you start teaching, you learn immediately. Like, okay, I know this actually, I know this, and I know this, and actually start thinking, oh, geez, I actually know a lot more than I previously actually thought, or my confidence, and immediately your confidence level also goes up. But through that training and putting that systems in place and seeing how people think and how people do things really helped a lot because that also went through to the funnels to think, okay, so whenever somebody comes to a funnel, just because I understand a funnel and the way I've built it, it doesn't mean that the person landing on that page usually understands it. So usually that's with a funnel, there's three parts. So can somebody in five seconds kind of say, kind of say you can close the page and you can say they need to know what you're selling, how you can improve their lives, and kind of, what's the other one? Jeez, I forgot the other one now. <laughs> but it's, it's the third one. Sorry, I forgot that one now. Uh, but it's three, three things, basically, whenever somebody lands on your page. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I usually make it, that's why I make a funnel usually very clean, very clear and clean and clear cut, in the sense of, because I think a lot of people just throw a lot of stuff on it. Because yeah. they're so afraid if they don't put everything on that funnel, they might miss somebody. And somebody might go, yep, you didn't cater to me. But that's fine. Don't speak to that person. Yeah. So I, I like minimalistic. I call it minimalistic funnels also kind of thing where just to be keeping it very minimalistic. Sorry, but yeah, it was great to train the staff and it was a really great experience to learn that and go through that process. And of course, a lot of that systems that I, I taught somebody else really went through to a lot of stuff that I'm doing now and knowing whenever I put a system in place for anything in my business and in a client's business, I know that I have to see it from so many different views because yeah. everybody's interpretation of what information you're giving them is not always the same. Because just because I'm telling you a story doesn't mean you're going to hear that story exactly the same way as I experienced it. So, yeah. yeah. And now, okay, I get that. It's awesome. You train people. You said yeah. you started learning about systems. Now yeah. my questions, like, like now the question, <laughs> uh, what system to like is since since you build different um, systems in place and you build systems and you train people on these systems, what systems are like at least you have to have them in your business in order yeah. to get your business going when you start scaling. Yeah. Oh man, uh, that's a good question. So systems. Well, as I said, the, the big thing about it is your team. Yeah. You have to bring, you have a system for how you bring somebody into your team. That's a big thing to train somebody to do what you want them to do uh, yeah. and not leave anything up for guesswork. That, that's a big thing because as soon as you let, let somebody kind of make it, unless you can trust them and they've gone through the process, but as soon as you start having somebody new in your team and not having that system to teach them what you want them to know and leaving a lot of stuff open for interpretation, that's yeah. where mistakes happen usually. Because then somebody interprets it very differently than what, as I said now, to what you maybe interpret it to. And that maybe fails now. <laughs> it might be a big failure. And yeah, the system is definitely putting, building out your team. I think that's a very big side of the thing of building out your team again. But just as you can hand something off to somebody else, it's a good thing. Because then you can start focusing on getting more clients, uh, looking after your clients, looking at what your market is doing, and just being focused on an overview of your business, I think that's really important. Yeah. But yeah, systems, 
there's always man, there's always sort of different things. I think, yeah, having a great funnels in place, making sure, like I think, I, well, that's actually, that's actually one a good thing actually. There, you know, I just realized is your front end funnels. Everybody thinks you're going to build a one funnel and your front end funnel, and that's the only thing you have to put in place. Okay, but as you said, now the systems, the back end of everything is where it's very crucial. Because now you've now built this funnel and now it's starting to get clients, maybe for instance, or you're getting customers, you're getting leads. So what's happening on the back end? Are you doing email follow-ups? Are you how, how are you kind of nurturing your leads that are coming through? So if you don't have the systems there, that I definitely think is uh, yeah, because as Russell Brunson, I think is the guy who said it, uh, you probably heard it from somebody else, is like amateurs focus on the front end. And that's so true, because yeah. yeah, you can get a customer in. That it's not the some people think it's very hard to get people in the front door. It's not that hard. As soon as you start, as soon as you get that that flow correct, you're gonna come. You're gonna really be a well. What's it called? You're gonna really start thinking. Okay, geez, I've got this front end now very much sorted. Now the back end hasn't been sorted. And a lot of guys do launch and immediately see success because the front end maybe works from the beginning, and they start seeing immediate immediate success or um, not immediate, but uh, yeah, it starts working very well. Then you're, if your backend isn't set up correctly, then yeah, you know, you've no way to fulfill your orders. You've no way to kind of run your customer service. So I know it's a, it's a big thing to think about and it's usually difficult because you don't always know what are the components of that backend. So yeah, that's usually why I say it's, it's easier when you get a person who knows what he's doing, somebody who's really got that knowledge. And as soon as you can hand off some that to somebody, yeah, I think, it's just much easier and simpler for yourself to do that. But uh, one-man team is difficult. I know most people, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but if you're starting out, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. And you're going to have to do a lot of things in yourself and the budget, budget is not always there to employ somebody. So I would say as soon as you can put systems in place in the sense of think about who's going to run the different parts of your business. So think about what you're doing at the moment. Yeah. So I'm doing Facebook ads. I'm doing reaching out to this guy, reaching out to that guy. I'm, I'm trying to run, I'm doing YouTube videos, that kind of thing. And then think about, okay, so how did I do this? And kind of documenting kind of what you're doing. And even if it's not perfect, it doesn't have to be perfect. At least you've got a document document system that you've gone through. And as soon as you actually put that onto a document, yeah. you start seeing what your thought process was and think of maybe, okay, maybe I, should, I can improve here, I can improve there, I can improve there. So that's how I, that's the biggest thing about it. But with systems, as I said, comes a team. Yeah. And another way to put proper systems in place is having somebody who's really commit well, it's there to do that. And yeah, 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 man. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully that yes. I explained it. I did a good explanation there. Sometimes I ramble. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Just to go um, deeper to that because what makes sense for you since you're behind the scenes and you see things yeah. happening. What's for you, like, how can somebody tell that you have a great funnel? Okay, so when you have, okay, so, yeah, so when you have a great funnel, well, you make millions of dollars. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm joking, no. No, yeah. no, it's, you would start, okay, so a funnel, it's hard to say when you've got a great funnel because you can have the ugliest looking funnel, but yeah. when you have your, your message that's on that funnel, it's speaking to, to your avatar, you would immediately know it starts working because people would start reaching out to you. But I saw when I do with customer support, when, we, when people start reaching out to your support and saying what you were talking about or what you were speaking on this video or what you, this email, I really found resonance with this. Yeah. Then you know, okay, I'm slowly but surely 
actually um, getting a better, a better what I'm doing. And just by feedback from what people are saying to you, that's great. And inside your, maybe your Facebook groups, speaking to your clients and maybe doing a value post now and again to see what people are saying. That's the kind of thing you should do to kind of see how people are reacting to your content. And the funnel is only one part of it. It's, 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 it's one part. It's one part in a bigger moving system that you have. And yeah, so it's hard to, I would say this is a perfect funnel. This is a perfect funnel. We keep testing. Like we test so much. It's insane. And every week, I know the, the, the one guy, one client, he likes to come up with a lot of, he comes up with millions of ideas every single week just because the stuff he's listening to and the stuff he's doing. And usually what I do is I take, I take whatever his ideas, his, his ideas are and I try and put it into actuality. So we take whatever his idea was of a funnel and kind of say, let's put it in place, let's test it to your audience and see how they react. Yeah. And if they buy it, then we know, okay, great. Then we speak to those buyers and say, because why did you buy this? What was the whole... And you kind of get behind the thought process behind it. And a cool thing that we did now was uh, we were doing really now in depth now is it, this is, it takes tons and tons of time, this, believe me, but it was really, really great now is because the funnels that we, we, we see people, we've got an active um, list of uh, buyers coming in the whole time through different funnels. Yeah. And we're trying to see now, we're actually actively looking at each buyer now individually where we go and see, okay, so what was the customer journey for this specific guy yeah. or person who ever bought to see, okay, so where did they start off with? Which funnel did they click on? What? And then we kind of see the journey to see, okay, then this is the funnel that actually worked the best because we see a lot of people went through this funnel, for instance, because uh, we can immediately see that kind of thing. We could see okay, this person bought this or they opted into this list, that kind of thing. So we can kind of, it's a big task to do that but it gives you so much insight into your clients and the customer journey. Yeah. And that's actually how you see which funnels are performing the best because you have to have tracking in place and everything. You have to have your backend systems monitoring what is happening to your funnel, keep testing, doing split testing. But at the back end of that, having the, the, the actual stats to see what is happening and how people, how people are reacting to what you're doing. So at, with a lot of the clients, we do different things. We do, well, today, prospects I mean due to their buyers different ways of marketing to each of them because each of them reacts differently to whatever you're sending out but yeah. again it comes back to the relationship you've built with them so what is a perfect funnel I don't think there's a perfect funnel out there to be honest it's kind of on how how you, you've built your audience and the trust factor you've built with your audience in that sense because whenever you launch your funnel to them they're going to tell you if that's going to work or not and you by monitoring that funnel and seeing what it does getting feedback from that and because usually these guys launch very small stuff. It's like $5, $10 stuff yeah. they launch and which ends up being a product of $1,000 to $2,000 to even $5,000 ends up in the end. But they started off as $10 just in plain fact of they wanted to see if they, if they push on this button in a sense of on this pain point, how is they going to react? And then the funnel kind of tells you the funnel is just mainly a vehicle to kind of give you data on how your market is reacting to what you're doing or you're testing. And that's the big thing. So perfect funnel. It's hard to say there's a perfect funnel out there because uh, you're always improving. And the big thing with funnels I still saw was like Facebook ads. People get funnel fatigue, as I call it. Yeah. So ad fatigue, because they keep seeing the same ad over and over again. So most likely people become numb to something like that. So yeah. what we need to do is we try and refresh always the funnel 
think of new strategies of how to do things. And most of the times, you'll be actually amazed on how much files are actually exactly the same. And the sense of the strategies and everything behind it is actually exactly the same. So, uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. And, and not only for that uh, amazing, because you kind of split it into front end, go into the middle yeah. and go to the back end. Yeah. Because I feel like most people think, I, I surely did in the beginning, that there's only one, even though Russell says, says it, like there's <laughs> one, one away. But yeah. you gotta, like, even that, there's so much little funnels in between. Yeah, so much. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. people through the whole entire, uh, let's say, ecosystem that you built, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah, I appreciate that answer. Um, now, uh, just to start wrapping things up, um, right, how can people, what's like a quick three-step strategy on how can people, one, start launching a funnel right now, and two, um, how can people, uh, no, th th that's the first question. How, like the three-step yeah. formula, like three-step strategy. Yeah, that people can start launching a funnel. Well, as I said there, it's, uh, the first step is kind of identifying who's your target market. Uh, who, who's, who are you going to focus your time on? And that involves a lot of research. So going out there, looking to groups, that's what most people say. Going, going out there, looking to Facebook groups, trying to provide value and see how people, what people are actually the pain points. So try and join groups. So most likely you're part of a lot of Facebook groups. Yeah, That's a good starting point. Go there. Go to, excuse me, uh, to, uh, for instance, LinkedIn. You do a lot of research. I think, get a broad it might confuse you in some sense, but at least it will give you an idea of why, where you want to focus your time on in the beginning. So start out with something simple. Don't try and figure out the world and get over, uh, what you call it usually, it's uh, overwhelmed. Because a lot of people, when they start out, think I should be at step 10. Whenever, whenever you just step one, so start with step one, simple, just figuring out who's your target market. Start with the whole, as a lot of marketers teach, the three health, wealth, and relationships. Start with there, very basic. Then yeah. niche it down into maybe wealth. So what's wealth? Now I'm going to teach people to start an online business. Cool. What's your niche? What's the deeper niche there? Now I'm going to teach people how to start online business using sales funnels. Yeah. So then you start looking at sales funnels groups going into the seeing what people are talking about, seeing where pain points are, and then starting just there, okay? Then you can kind of go to the next step and say, okay, so I've got an idea of a product or a service that I, can, I know I can bring value to somebody. So let's start building out a very simple beta, in a very simple, simple thing. Not too much building out a whole course now and everything like that. Do a very simple thing with a coaching connection, well, a coaching or a group coaching type connection or that. That's the, what I would say is like a really simple way to start it out. And then start looking at, as I said, to people in the industry who you can see is doing something similar and you can be an add-on product. So for instance, now you want to teach people how to build an online business. So maybe you want to teach people now how to, the mental side of it, because the mental side is very challenging when starting a business and how, how you keep doubting yourself. So you, and somebody out there is at the moment teaching how to build a business on Amazon, for instance, now. And you can now go and say, okay, you're building a business how to, to, to teach you how to sell on Amazon. I'm building a mindset thing on how you should run your business and the type of mindset you had to build a business. I'm doing this and this. Uh, would you like to think, have a look through my course, see if you like it, 
and we can maybe we can do something together on a partnership and present it to your audience and I'm happy to give you an affiliate deal or we can do that kind of there's various different ways of structuring it and that's the first thing you can do I think there just to kind of start yourself out I think don't run to Facebook ads as I said previously so look at partnerships rather and somebody you might be amazed somebody very close to you might even be doing something very close to what you can add into and yeah, that's that's the few steps I would take and that's where you should be your starting point uh, and getting first getting a few leads and getting started that bit and not trying to get overwhelmed and just taking step by step and yeah doing research on who's doing who's doing also the same kind of thing or similar to what you're doing and modeling what they're doing but yeah doing a research at least on what they're doing and modeling because not stealing or copying uh, or grabbing the copy and stuff like that like you see a lot of people doing that I'm, I'm talking about actually researching what they're doing the methods that they're using and because that person might be three or four or five steps ahead of you but that's going to help you now to see what they did and to help you miss those potholes that they did. So, yeah, hopefully that's been helpful, man. So <laughs> It is. It is. Thank you for that, you guys. So, first of, the first one, just to recap everything, the first yeah. one, research your avatar, see who yep. the audience that you, you, you want to serve, right? There's three yep. markets. There's health, wealth, relationships. Start, yep. start there. Then start niching down get deeper into that core market that you want to serve and also start partners with other people. Like not, they, yeah. there shouldn't be like the, this cruise, but just start small. So look at yeah. around you that have a following, a small audience and start adding value to their audience and start building yeah. value and audience like yeah. that. And yeah, you'll be, you'll be amazed. Yeah, you'll be amazed of what you can find. Even just doing Google research, typing in the keywords of what your market is and just seeing what pops up. And usually when somebody pops up with a paid ad, you know exactly, okay, that person is actually paying to be here. So let's yeah. go and check them out. So you might go check them out and see someone is advertising or check out the website and see what they're offering to their clients. And you can see, okay, so they're offering maybe a course to their clients and I can be an add on to that. So let's reach out and just chat and see what happens. Because Everybody would like always to serve their customers even more. And at the same time, if you maybe already have a bit of a following or a bit of a customer base, and you said you'll bring them along on this journey with you with that partnership, any, any online marketer in this industry is out there for, for, well, the biggest thing for me is what I see them is all of them are out there to make it more leads and make more sales. That is a big thing. So if you can bring them more leads or you can bring them more value to them to get their clients more value, uh, yeah, it's a no-brainer for a lot of times. No-brainer for them. And just a side note: there's, it isn't always going to work, and you're going to knock on 100 to 200 doors, and it's going to be hard, and you're going to, it's going to be tough, and you might get a little bit of feedback, but that feedback at least, and you can use that. But and it just takes it's one step, and you get one client, two clients, three clients, or three partnerships, and it starts rolling. It has to start somewhere, and you have to knock on doors and. It's unfortunate, but just think about it. And Facebook is the same thing. If you're running an ad, it's knocking on doors also for you. It's just a bit of an automated system. Yeah. But if you don't feed in the great data, yeah, it's not going to really work for you. That's so if you go that, yeah. yeah so. so thank you for that, Will. Um, now, where can people uh, follow you? Like, where can people find you online? 
All right, man. Uh, cool. Um, so I've got a Facebook group. If you want to jump in there, I geek out on funnels all the time in there. I love it because I like the whole mindset behind it and the psychology. And sometimes I give a lot of tips and tricks, not tricks, but uh, tips and value and everything in there. Um, yeah, it's uh, called uh, the Funnel Society. Just type it into Facebook. You can grab it there. Or you can reach out onto Facebook. I'm more than happy. I like chatting to people on Facebook. I'm more than happy. Um, it's always great to chat to fellow entrepreneurs, or I call them funnelpreneurs. And uh, yeah, man, you can check out my website, also the Funnel Society at the same time. And I've uh, also got a, I know I've got a few things going on, and I've got a podcast also. So if they want to check out my podcast, again, where I geek out about funnels, and I've got a lot of kids on there also, same thing. Uh, it's also called the Funnel Society. Very simple, straightforward. You can check it out. And uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, really, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for your time, and I appreciate you. Not only giving us because the first initial thing was going behind the scene, but I, I felt like you knew more about just behind the scenes of funnels. So I threw yeah. that and you gave it to me about the systems to follow up the back end and appreciate you being so authentic and so uh, valuable to my audience and myself. Oh, awesome. Awesome, man. No, thanks. Hopefully your audience has found a lot of value out of this. And uh, yeah, man, it's just keeping it on. So. So I did, so it's all good, you know? Yeah, awesome, man. Awesome, so guys. This was another episode of the Sales Funnel Junkie Podcast. See you guys soon on the next one. Bye-bye.